No, I didn't actually attempt. Um, I haven't gotten to that point, I guess. The courage, the strength that it takes to be open and honest about this. Instead of just, you know, blaming myself that he's not here anymore. Uh, I was prepared to shoot myself. Um, and I called my family to sort of say goodbye. To be honest, I was scared reaching out for help because I was like, this could totally ruin my career. Somebody to have a more proactive approach and that he was coming to me to be that person. They had found him and he committed suicide. I just started screaming. I just felt responsible. Hello everyone, Tim Lawson here, host and founder of the One Too Many Veteran Suicide Podcast and project we are back from a very long hiatus uh in july uh see july 15 2016 i released episode 80 standing on my story featuring timothy jones who is a um mst uh military sexual trauma survivor um and then since then there has only been one episode released and that was on september 15 2017 uh, when a couple of friends of mine, Corey Chrisman and Michael Abune, both joined me uh, to discuss the question, how can you trust that you matter? When, when someone asks you, uh, or when someone tells you, don't you know how much you matter to me, or don't you know you matter so much to me, how do you believe them? And that was a very, um, very important and serious conversation, one that I got a lot, a lot from, uh, from having it. I know uh, we got a lot of great feedback on it. Soft announcement earlier this year, uh, I guess maybe it was December, announcing that it would come back with the intention of, of releasing content again in January or February. But here we are and content is finally getting out there. And um, it was one of those things that the longer it took me to get something out, the more I questioned Question my ability to get a to get the right product out there and to get the right content out, and um, it it took a little it took a little longer than anticipated to schedule some interviews, but we've got some, um, which is very um, very exciting that there's that people are are willing to share their story and share their uh, their experience either with suicidal behavior or witnessing someone go through that or ha- or possibly having lost someone to suicide. Um, you know, I, I doubted myself in, I wasn't questioning whether or not I could, but whether or not uh, this project could deliver in the same way that it did when it first came out in 2014 and 2015, when I think it was really in its height. Um, but I've been reminded by many people that um, this is an important project. Um, there aren't a lot even out there, especially one that is talking about suicide prevention. Um, and I think one of the, one of the things that I saw that finally kind of pushed me over the edge on finally like, all right, it's time to get something out there, um, and it's it's time to just own up on the importance of this project is um, I saw I'm not going to say who they are, but I saw a veteran service organization put out a list of priorities for 2018 or something like that or some some areas of focus or some version of that and one of them was combating suicide and i really hated the way that was worded um we're not here to combat suicide we're not here to wait for suicide to be 
to be at our doorstep, to be in our face before we address it. We're here to prevent it. We know it's a problem. We don't need to wait until someone is at the ledge to try to pull them down from it. Now, of course, that's important, right? It's, it's important to know what to do in those situations. But if we're talking about as a community, as a culture, as a society, as brothers and sisters, we're not talking about combating suicide. I'm not I'm not waiting for my for my friends to become suicidal for me to help them fight through it. I'm trying to improve their emotional and mental health to a point to that they either don't see that suicidal behavior or feel comfort while they're going through it, knowing that they have a support system and knowing that uh, they they have lifelines that they can reach out to to get out of it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my about what I've experienced emotionally over the past year or two, um, and an experience that we've had with a with a veteran that I thought I literally I really thought we were going to lose. Um, someone to suicide a few weeks ago um, with with posts that I saw on Facebook and our inability to get a hold of them, but uh, that person is okay. I'll talk about those things more in depth moving forward. I intend on getting two episodes a month out. Um, I had a long talk with my wife about the, this content, and um, one thing I think we determined was... Um, or we I wanted her this is heavy content and and it's in its height one too many was putting up three episodes a week which was great at the time because we were really addressing a topic that wasn't being addressed and so getting as much information and as many ideas as possible out there was important now that it's a little bit more talked about now that there are more stories out there now that podcasting in general is a bigger industry so there's a lot of stuff out there that people want to listen to I don't want to fight for I don't want to fight for your time, and I don't want to over overwhelm you with heavy material. So um, the goal will be twice a month, and then if there's if there's need for a third, um, then we'll, we'll do that as well. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um, this is an imp- important project, and I'm glad to get this um, back off the ground. O N E the number two many project.com is the website. We're on Twitter at O N E the number two many projects. This episode is going to feature Marine Corps veteran, Josh Howard. Um, Josh Howard uh, is CEO and owner of Woodburned warriors. Uh, it's a nice little um, small business that he has. Uh, creating custom like a, like wooden American flag designs and stuff like that, and um, and he he talks a little bit of that about that at the end. But uh, his unit has lost some uh, some warriors to suicide, and um, we happen to catch each other on a phone call and and decide that uh, and and decide that you know it would be good for him to, uh, to, to or that he was willing to talk about it, and so. Um, he's going to talk about that and his own experience with uh, emotional crisis and, um, and and how he's overcome that and his view on that. Now, I think that's um, that's the the one question that I want to make sure that I get to everybody is how they how their experience now informs their 
um, their views on suicide and how they would approach someone, uh, someone else that's experiencing it. I think that's a big takeaway uh, right now. So, so this is Josh Howard from Woodburned Warriors. Josh Howard, Marine Corps veteran, if I remember right, is that right? Yes. Yes, of course. Um, so I, this is the first, uh, as I mentioned before we hit record, this is the first conversation like this that I am that I'm having uh, in a little over a year. And, and as we're just just as we're getting into this, I can already already feel the importance that that these have again, and the reason why uh, one too many is is being given a revival. Um, it's important that we continue to tell these first and third hand stories of, of our own personal experiences and, and ones of those um, from around us. So I, I just want to start by by thanking you for, for joining me and being willing to share the story. I appreciate you having me on, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely something, you know, that a lot of people need to start talking about more uh, because I understand when people talk about depression or suicide, uh, suicide in general, which is the big sore, sore topic. Uh, you know, it opens up a lot of wounds and everything uh, in people's hearts and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it hurts, but it's the fact that it hurts that you have to talk about it, that you have to get that out of yourself and be able to be comfortable talking to other people about it because you may repress a lot of things that goes on in your life uh, inside of you, but if no one knows what's going on and no one knows there's something bad happening or suicidal thoughts or depression or anything like that, then nobody's going to be able to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh, let's, I'm, I'm just going to pass the mic over to you, sir. You, you start the story wherever you believe it best begins by, and, and you can provide any context you think the audience should know, but, um yeah go ahead the, the the floor is yours sir okay well uh i'll do a, a quick back brief uh my name is josh howard i'm the ceo of woodburn warriors uh, i make uh wooden american flags and we sell it online and everything of that nature also uh i am a marine veteran i did four years in the marine corps as an 1142 generator mechanic and then with the tour to iraq and nine for 11 months and then uh i got out for a little bit and i missed the military so i got into the guard in 2014 and i've been in the guard ever since um which has been really great it's definitely a transition going to going from marines to national guard but yeah uh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome i have a lot of good people and uh unfortunately you know in the past couple months we've we've lost two people to due to suicide and, uh, you know, me and the guys, uh, were sitting around, we were like, how can we help? How can we, what could we have done better? I mean, we wasn't necessarily trying to beat up ourselves or anything about it. It's just, we were trying to figure out ways to get people talking about suicide and, uh, just checking on each other, uh, day in and day out. I mean, yeah, there's people go through a lot in life and, I mean, if you've ever been deployed or you've been on deployment, like, you know that majority of the time, even though you're there with your brothers and sisters overseas, I mean, you you feel quite alone. You feel alienated from the world, so to speak. Uh, so that's partly where that depression, those uh, hard times would stem for a lot of people. 
Yeah. Um, it was about three years ago. I had uh, I had a Marine buddy of mine actually committed suicide up in Ohio. Uh, he ended up hung, hanging himself, and I was actually at the uh, we just got done with the sapper competition that day, and I was at the, the uh, castle rally, which is kind of like a Marine Corps dining in or a mess night, and uh, I got that news, and you know it was hard. It was definitely hard because uh, I was. I wasn't at home, so and I had to drive back. Uh, definitely hard for me not to go over there and, you know, just buy out the entire bar uh, that night. But, I mean, I tried to make it up there, but I wasn't able to uh, for the funeral and, there and everything. And uh, so with that, I mean, we got we got my buddy help before and uh, just his demons, everything that he was dealing with caught up with him. And uh, so – when we had our two guys, first uh, guy, uh, specialist Cody Gillette, he uh, he drove off into a parking lot and uh, at some country club and uh, committed suicide. And so w- once that happened, uh, it obviously was a shock to everyone, and it really really hurt us <clears throat> and a lot of of the other guys really hurt them uh, a lot more uh, because they'd never been through that before. A lot of the guys I'm with in my unit, they're, uh, they've been in a while uh, in the military, but they haven't been deployed. They haven't been through some of the issues that some others have. Uh, So what I tried to focus on uh, there was I tried to focus on helping them cope with it and just, you know, be in the ear for them and talking to them and everything. And then uh, January 1st is when we lost our other buddy. Um, and, you know, it was uh, marital, marital issues or, you know, whatever was going on with them and everything. His, uh, his family wasn't there at uh, family day. And that's that was one of the biggest signs I asked him about it. And uh, he said they wasn't able to make it, which is weird. You know, the family was always there. And uh, and he just, you know, the, there's nothing that nobody could have done except, you know, talk, try to talk to that person, try to offer as much help as possible. Uh, it's definitely something that you can't control. Um, so... My best advice to anyone on that would be, you know, don't beat yourself up on it. I mean, I know you will. I know you'll take that time to grieve. Uh, You know, you'll be asking questions, you know, for the rest of your life. Like, what did I do wrong? Did I not do enough? You know, and so on and so forth. But it's still, like I said, it's, it's just something you can't control. So. Did you did you do anything to nurture your own um, to nurture your own emotional health when you were when you were grieving about those deaths? Oh, I ain't gonna lie, I drank. <laughs> yeah, I, I drank, uh, and that's that's not unheard of. Uh, I'm right, sure we we all did it. I mean, we just we went up to the armory and. Uh, we all 
brought some chairs out and everything really just sat him in the circle and kind of like a almost a group therapy session just sat drank talk you know and everything like that just trying to really trying to make sense of it all and uh, when one of my uh one of my e6s he's very great guy um but these were both his soldiers so he's he's having a rough time uh he's obviously gotten better how how did how did your unit respond like i said it was a shockwave you know all across the entire state really um I mean, we had everybody there from the entire 1222nd uh, Safford Company to uh, State Sergeant Major uh, and all those guys. You know, they came down. Uh, it was, like I said, it's, it's just, every, everybody's really just trying to make sense of it, you know? Um I'd say we we handled it the best we could, but you know, did 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 leadership suggest anything to the rest of the unit as far as how to grieve? Where did they set up any more trying to any more training? I know that the military is notorious for you know pushing down suicide prevention training whenever a suicide occurs in a unit. Like what? I guess more systematically was what was the response from the from leadership in, in the unit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, there was, I mean, we had the chaplain come talk to us. We had FRG come talk to us, uh, family readiness group, um, which I, I never have dealt with. Uh, there's another, there was another officer, uh, I guess the person in charge of contacting the families and everything like that. I can't remember exactly what his title was but uh but the unit handled it fantastically as far as helping the family get all the funeral arrangements all the uh, uh dress clues and everything of that nature and i mean like i said we did the best we could with you know uh, with the information and the guys that were given and yes of course uh it was has been talked to about us, you know, for the past couple months. Uh, every drill, something's, you know, said about it, and just to remind people that it's you're you're not alone. And I think that's one of the biggest things that gets a lot of people. They they think they're alone in whatever they're going through, and you know that's not true. Um, I just recently spoke with uh, <clears throat> someone that helped me when I was going through hard times and uh, she was thinking about uh, she was you know asking all kinds of questions suicide thoughts and everything like that and I was like you have a daughter she's like yeah I know I know I was like that is one of the best reasons I could think of you know for you to keep living to make sure that she's taken care of like she needs her mother like I mean, and one of our guys has three kids, you know, so I can't even imagine what the kids are going through. And I, I saw, uh, I, I've made some flag display cases for 
uh, them and I took them to uh, my buddy's mom and uh, the, his wife. Uh, and I mean, the kids were, they knew that, you know, daddy had gone to heaven and everything like that. Uh, the older one kind of dealt with it, I guess, a little bit more aggressively, I would say. Uh, but it was definitely hard on kids. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I always think about your family when you're, when you're doing it or, well, what I mean by that is, you know, think about what everything that you have in life that is around you and the people that you've met in your life, because it's, it's going to affect a lot of people worse than it's going to solve anything. Um, how so you know you mentioned that you've gone through some of your own some of your own tough times how has these um these events of of service members and veterans dying by suicide how has that helped inform how you feel about suicide and dealing it doing it within your own life uh making a uh a concealed pistol case for my business i was coming out with a new product and i was just uh it was on the weekend you know i was drinking a beer, having a good time by myself, just building stuff, uh, was something I love to do. And, um, you know, I had, I was using my pistol as a template and, uh, I just, I stopped for a second and I sat there and I thought I was like, you know, is there any reason why I would take my own life at, at this given point in time? There was not one reason that can, that came to mind that would justify me taking my own life. And it was it was weird because you know years ago when when I was in Iraq I I contemplated it because I I felt alone you know I felt uh, things weren't going back uh, weren't going the way that I thought they were going to go but I mean I had just been deployed and stuff like that so I'm pretty new and. Uh, relationship went down the drain overseas and stuff like that and that threw me for a loop while I was over there and uh you know but ultimately what kept me going was uh my little nephew I was able to hold him for the first time uh before uh before I deployed and now he's nine years old and you know I, I teach him all kinds of things and teach him about life, how to ride a bike and stuff like that. And it is awesome to see him grow up. So, I mean, for, for me actually dealing with it, I know, I know for a fact that there is nothing on this earth that could cause me to do that. Uh, just with what I've been in my experience, uh, I deal with it in my own way. Typically, you know, I, I grab a, a case of beer and you know just like i said build in my garage or something like that something to try and get my mind off of it and uh you know next day i wake up hey nothing's changed but i gotta keep moving forward yeah i get that um do you have you have you done any any types of um formal therapy if not that's fine i'm just curious if you have that experience uh, yeah, actually, I, I still uh, go to therapy. Uh, I go to the VA 
uh, have been for have been for a while uh, since probably about 2013 2014 yeah I've been I've been doing that um, I recently just started going to an Iraq Afghanistan veteran group uh, which is like once a week uh, and it's just my same counselor uh, but just in a big old room with a bunch of chairs and everybody sits around and we, we talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've had therapy before and it helps. It, uh, it helps if you let it, if you constantly try to fight it uh, or, you know, say to yourself, Oh, I'm, I'm for example, say I'm 22 years old or well, for me, I was 25 years old. I was going to therapy and I was already being prescribed medicine uh, and which was antidepressants and stuff like that. And it, it took a long time for me to come to terms with that. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm young. I don't need all this crap. Well, I couldn't find out I did. Uh, and I'm glad I was able to listen to myself and, you know, my fiance, my family and everything like that. And they've, so they've supported me through through all of this. Yeah. Um, so do you that that support group that you go to with with you and the other veterans and the counselor is that something you look forward to each week? Uh, sometimes I haven't been going long, um, so I don't really know the guys that that well. Uh, but I do. I mean, you can ask any vet. I could meet you in Walmart. Lowe's, Home Depot, it doesn't matter. We get to talking, you know, I, I love talking to vets. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, I mean, yeah, it is good to see those guys and talk with them. And, I mean, the variation of experience is crazy because you got some guys, Navy, Air Force, Army, Marines. I mean, you got them all. So, yeah. How do has therapy and, and the counseling and the group sessions has any of that made it easier for you to talk to your family? Actually, is it's made me be able to talk to my father more because hmm. uh, he was uh, he was AGR in the Army Reserve and he did twenty eight years. He retired as a master sergeant, uh, but he was in Desert Storm. Uh, the invasion in 0304, uh, seen a lot of stuff, way more than I could ever have seen. Um, and it actually was able, it was able to help me talk to him more. <clears throat> um, because, I mean, back, back then, 0304, the, the ROE was different. I mean, there was, there wasn't as many rules and regulations and stuff as there is now. Uh, but yeah, my, my father's been through some stuff. So uh, he's good. And he goes to therapy too. So it, it's helped me talk to him and, uh, and my grandfathers and uncles that have been in the military in the past. Between the suicides that, um, that have ha occurred around you, your own emotional health. Um, do you feel, do you feel like you're learning more about it 
um, about emotional health and, and dealing with it? Or, or do you feel like it's sort of the same, uh, the same feeling and sense of um, frustration or confusion from, from before? So, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, all around it's, it's going to hurt it, You know, it's, it's, I would say it's the same, but then in many ways it's different because it happens to different people. So like, uh, like, uh, our first guy, uh, that committed suicide, uh, specialist Gillette, you know, he, we been talking with his mom and, uh, stuff like that. Didn't have any kids or anything. I mean, he was like 20, he was only 21 years old. Uh, didn't really have a family of his own, but you know, he had his mom and everyone else, uh, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, all that. And then, uh, we move over a couple months later to specialist Joe Tolley and, which both of them were great guys, nothing bad to ever say about them. Uh, in the unit, you could always count on those two. Um, you know, Tully's got three little kids. And, I mean, ranging from, I think the youngest was like four or five to about nine, nine or ten. And so you're, you're dealing with a lot. You're dealing with younger a younger generation, uh, a generation gap between the different families. And so it, when I delivered the flag uh, displays to them, I was able to, you know, talk to Gillette's mom and everything. And she, you know, opened up a little bit and everything like that. And when I went to talk to, you know, Tully's wife, it was, uh, it was a little bit harder um, I don't, I don't know why it was kind of weird, but, uh, it was just like, I wanted to say everything that I could, but I knew I have either probably repeated myself or she's already heard it a million times before. So it kind of lost for words, but the, I just did the best I could, uh, with talking to them and, uh, trying to comfort her and the kids and stuff like that. Um, so it, is, it, it definitely varies between who it happens to. And, uh, you know, I, I guess you would say the age difference in there makes or can make it a factor of how you respond uh, to certain things. I mean, granted, it sucks all around. Uh, yeah. If that answers your question, I. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, how, how how do you feel about the uh, from from your perspective, wherever you are? Um, how do you feel about the the narrative around veteran suicide and veterans issues as you see it portrayed, uh, not just in the news and in media, but like with with how other veteran service organizations are portraying it. Uh, well, I will say one thing. Uh, the the number twenty two, obviously, is a is a false statistic. Uh, I mean, it may have been twenty two a day uh, a couple of years ago. I think officially today it's like twenty or something like that. Um, 
I don't mind it. I, I just I don't view veterans as a statistic, uh, but I mean, some sometimes the with media you got to pick and choose who you want to listen to, who you want to believe, and stuff like that. Because I mean, you could have somebody that says or. Uh, I mean that that's a that's a kind of a tough question. I mean, as long as the overall message of what that person or that news network is trying to achieve, like you know, if they're trying to achieve a saying like, okay, you know, veteran suicide rates are this and this. And then, but their overall message is to please reach out. Here's some information where you can go get help if you need it. And, you know, know that you're not alone. If that's the overall message, then great. Like, that, that's fine uh, in, in my book. But it, it, yeah. it, it just depends, like I said, on the news media or, you know, whoever is out there portraying and what their overall message is uh, that would make me react in either a positive or negative way. Yeah. So um, I guess in, in final Josh is, is, is there anything that anything about your experience, the suicides that, that you um, had to uh, endure around you about the topic that you want to touch on that we haven't, uh, haven't gone to yet? Um. Actually, there is one thing that uh, kind of helped me. It helps me uh, recognize a, a couple signs. Uh, like I'm looking here, and there's uh, five types of depression: uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And uh, the key word that I want everyone to understand is acceptance uh, because once a person has accepted the fact that they are going to take their life and that they are leaving this earth then there is no turning back uh, I mean when I got out uh, that happened to uh, two random people that I, I happened to know um, back in 2010 and uh there was no warning there was no nothing i you know we were at the bar with this person you know two days prior and next thing we know she had, you know she had shot herself uh so if you start seeing people just down depressed giving things away uh, if if you see someone that's just not having a if, even if it's not they're not having a good day i mean just go and talk to them that's that's about the best thing that you can do and just to reiterate to people that you know you're not alone in this fight and it's not something that you're fighting alone because there's millions of people that deal with this every single day it's just a lot of people aren't getting to the roots of their own problems and speaking up and talking about it yeah. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and, and, and share uh, not only your story, but um, the story of uh, um, 
of those that you've lost. Um, you mentioned that you do wood burning or, you know, if, if anybody listens to this and they're, they they want to reach out and follow up or they just, you know, for whatever reason, how, how can they get a hold of you? If, if that's uh, something you're interested in, in putting out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you can uh, message us on Facebook or send us a message through our website, uh, woodburnedwarriors.com or uh, go to the Facebook page, hit me up on social media. Uh, Joshua Boomhauer. Uh, that's my name on social media. And uh, anytime, day or night, I mean, just send me a message. I, I'm not afraid to wake up in the middle of the night and call, and call somebody. I've done that plenty of times. And even I myself have reached out to certain groups on social media and stuff uh, late at night, just needing someone to talk to. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't hurt your pride or anything. No one's going to look down on you. No one's going to think lesser of you if you reach out for help. And that's one of the things that really people need to understand. There we go. Josh, thank you so much for joining me, man. This was, uh, this was good. I'm, 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 I'm uh, excited to, to get this endeavor back underway and, and glad you were able to participate. My pleasure, man. I want to thank Josh again for taking the time to chat. Um, if you're unfamiliar with, with the show, if you're new to this, um, we're in iTunes, we're in Stitcher, uh, we should be in Google play soon. Um, the format is very open air. It's meant to let the guest talk. Um, it's a little less edited than, than other, other shows. It's a little, little less structured. Um, I have questions sort of in my back pocket to throw out throw out towards the guests to get them to talk but in these episodes that feature someone that's talking about suicidal behavior or 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 witnessing that around them i just want them to talk and so that's why you, you hear me at the beginning say tell us the story from wherever you think it best begins i i give i hand them the microphone and only help them along the way when i think that when I think they need a little bit of nudge or a little bit of guidance on where to go to next. If you'd like to support the show uh, and possible opportunities that I may have uh, in the future on doing uh, talks or possibly even maybe live stream events or something like that, patreon.com slash O-N-E, the number two many project, one too many project, like it's spelled everywhere else. Um, that's, where, that's where you can uh, support the show. Um, I've set a goal uh, at uh, when I reach five thousand dollars of total pledged, not not per month, but total, uh, I, w- I will do a, an event in the D.C. area, um, and so that's that's the the first goal. So to get back out there with um, with these ideas and 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 um, with with more of this content. So uh, thank you again for taking the time to listen. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another uh, another veteran talking about their experience.